Ask the Podcast Coach for September 25th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from the Average Guy TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back in the Average Guy TV studios. But big thanks, Dave Garofalo, Ed Sullivan, and the crew of Two Guys, uh, Two Guys Cigar Shop, for hosting us last week. Tons of fun just to do it differently. Yeah. You know, just to be their studio is beautiful, and it was just tons of fun. And how how are we on your side, Dave? Was it sound was okay? Everything was oh, yeah, good it was fine. Last week? Yeah, okay, it's yeah. just now how I felt when Glenn was here because right. it's really easy to just have a conversation with yes. Glenn because he's standing right here, and then you're like, oh wait, yeah. Jim's over there. We should probably. Yeah. And you did a really good job of keeping me in the conversation. So it was because right. that's hard to do. It's it's well, weird. Two Daves. Like that was the other thing. Was too, <laughs> tried to say Dave Jackson or Dave Garofalo, yeah. kind of depending on who the Daves uh, were. But we had a really good time, hung out with Ed there, and had a really good time. Wore me out on cigars. Let's just be really clear. I was. It was one of the, a, a good thing can be taken too far. <laughs> so. And the the one way to get the taste out of your mouth would probably be to maybe wash down the cigar smoke with a little with coffee some coffee yeah, yeah it's time for a coffee pour let's yeah. get that done all mm. right excellent and of course that pour is brought to you by our good friend mark over at podcastbranding.co i had somebody reach out this week they're like hey what's that mark guy's name and, and i'm like oh just go to podcastbranding.co so if you need some sort of logo some sort of artwork maybe you need a lead magnet maybe you need a whole website mark can do it if you want to look professional and I know I've said this so many times, but I was doing something the other day and I had to upload the School of Podcasting logo and I smile every time I do it. I was like, man, that looks so much better than what I used to have. And the great thing is Mark is a podcaster, so you don't have to explain to him, oh, it's like this radio thing. He totally gets it and he's going to help you look super. So whether you need artwork, logo, website, or even a branding audit, go over to podcastbranding.co and tell Mark that Jim and Dave sent us. So yeah, sent you. It's live, people. Dave messes up on occasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happens. Big thanks to our good friend Dan Lefeb over there at Based on a True Story Podcast dot com. Hey, if you're an FBI guy, he just mm. did an episode on uh, J. Edgar Hoover Ooh. and had an assistant that was it was his assistant. He was the the very first FBI director. And uh, J. Edgar Hoover was. And then he has his assistant on. And, okay, you know, Clint Eastwood in 2011 did this movie called J. Edgar. And so they look at that movie. What was true? What wasn't? And then uh, if you if you like games, I've never mentioned this, but if you like games, Dan starts with two truths and a lie. So he puts out three <laughs> things that they, this is a great, this would be a good thing for some podcasters to think about from yeah. engagement. Because now you got to listen through the whole, whole thing. That's a great strategy. It is a good strategy. So, Dan, thanks for sponsoring the mug. And we got a good, actually, that looks good. I, for some reason, I think because I have the lights on now, I'm using the I'm using my iPhone as a camera and, uh, and it looks a little bit better. So, Dan, thanks for the sponsorship. So, and you said you got a new camera? It's coming. It's coming. So, I've been a little, the C920, Dave, has been the workhorse yeah. for podcasters for 100 years. And I just, <laughs> once, 
once I plug, I used Ecamm or E, what's the E, E something to be able to run off the Mac, the phone. Yeah, Ecamm Live or something. Yeah. Something like that. There's an app you can use. It's plugged into the Mac. Um, So I'm using my iPhone 12 as a camera and I really like it. it. It's just, it's got good definition. It's got good color. I have good control. I found it really hard to go back to the, in my case. And it just looks different. It's harder to control. It's a little more grainy. It's kind of, I was like, oh, yeah. so I've been on, I've been on the journey of trying to find a new camera. I almost got the one you got. What did you, what did you pick? This up is there? the Elgato face cam. Yeah. So I almost picked that up. What was the retail on that? It's 200 bucks. 200 bucks. Yeah. 200 bucks. Okay. So I've been looking around and Logitech has the Brio, which I thought, okay, maybe that, but they have a brand new, I think it's fairly brand new 4k camera as well. Hmm. That, that. I, for some reason, it came up on my Facebook feed, Could, probably because I've been looking for. <laughs> probably because yeah. I've been talking about. Did it, you say the word camera. camera out loud or something? <laughs> Webcam. So now I'm getting all in my Facebook feed. Now that I've I bought it, anyways, I bought this Logitech four 4K camera. Not necessarily for. I'm not going to use it for 4K because I just don't have that need. But I'm interested in will it do as well as the iPhone does from a camera standpoint? If it doesn't, I'm sending it back. By the way, I don't. Like I'm buying it to test it to see if it's any good. I bought it directly from Logitech, which is interesting. I normally I'd buy those kinds of things on Amazon, sure. but I bought it from them this time. So it'll be in I think later this week. So we'll have it for the show. We'll possibly have it for the show next week. Is this the, something different? Yeah, is this the one that I'm looking on Amazon and it looks like they have one just called Logitech 4K Pro 4K. Webcam. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And it's a hundred. It's two hundred bucks. Same price as what you paid for the. Uh, not on Amazon. Your, it's not. It's uh one hundred seventy four ninety five. That's the re- that's the refurb. Ah, there we go. Renewed. Yeah. I see yeah, that. The uh, yeah, the normal ones. One. Yeah, one ninety nine. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that'd be cool too. Yeah, because you know you were, you were saying you used your phone as your camera. Yeah, and it on on paper that sounds like a good idea. Like two uses. Plug it in. You get it. You can also use it as a webcam. Never fails. I need the phone for two-factor authentication, or I mm. need the phone to, like, this morning. I don't. I use my. I use Slack, and you and I talk via Slack for the show. And I don't have Slack installed on any computer here. I usually just use it off my phone. But then when I tried to log into Slack on the Mac, it was like, "Hey, what's your two-factor?" Oh crap! Now I got to pull the phone off the thing and turn it around, log into my two-factor. So while it sounds like a great idea to be using your phone as a webcam, and I, I, listen, I really like this look. I, I can't, it's just, it's too inconvenient. Like there's mm-hmm. too many times I need the phone. So I just thought I got to get a different webcam. I did buy that Sony EV10. Oh, I'm not getting that. I bought my daughter a really nice Oh, uh, VZ10 probably. Yeah. Because I have the VZ1. Yeah. So VZ, so. I bought that 800 bucks, bought that for my daughter so she could do some stuff for school. Yeah. That's another thought too, is do you take a camera? That's an $800 webcam if you do it that way right now, uh, that kind of thing I could set up every time I need to use it. I could plug it in and put it on a stand or put it on something, make it work that way. That's a nice camera to get that done. Ed helped me buy that when I was out there in Boston with Ed. He helped me pick that thing up a text free in New Hampshire, which is pretty nice. Sure, I'm supposed to report that on, on my Nebraska uh, taxes. And but. of course you will. Yes. <laughs> of course yeah, I will. Yeah. The, it's on the record here. It'll be there. The nice thing about that, I have the VZ1, and which is probably now down to 600 bucks, is the VZ10 allows you to switch lenses. And the VZ1 is just one. And it's so. Um, yeah. And it comes with the stubby lens. I bought the one. You can buy just the body, but I bought the one with that lens. And so she's been 
digging into it this week and spending a bunch of time with it and, and taking some pictures and stuff. Eventually, that I have to test it. I have to bring it down and put it on. We'll have to do a show with that on there. I didn't. I didn't think of that this week. That'd have been a good idea to do this week. But, yeah, Craig is asking me, what am I doing to when I reshoot the SOP videos? I'm doing two things. Hmm. If it's just me talking into a camera, I actually use my Sony VZ one. So that's not the camera I'm using now. I'm using the Elgato face cam, but I use the VZ one. It gives me that fun, blurry background kind of thing. And it's just a a little, just just an extra layer of gloss, just barely. This would be fine. It really would. And then when I'm doing the something where I'm sharing my screen, I'm now doing OBS and I have a couple scenes set up because I, I asked my students and they, for some reason, they want to see my face. I don't, for whatever reason. So there are times now when I'm sharing my screen that I make, I, I have a preset, they call them scenes in OBS. I can hit a button and send me down to the bottom right-hand corner. And for those, I'll use the face cam or I might use the VZ one. I forget which one, but it's primarily I'm using the the Sony VZ one just because again, it's just got a little more gloss on it. And it's cool. If I wanted to, I could click a button and have it erase my wrinkles and all sorts of other things that I don't do, but that's pretty cool. Jeremy smooth out your face. That's it. Jeremy says, I recently got a Nikon Z 50 and I've been using it with a low cost USB HDMI adapter as a camera. Yeah. I have the Elgato something 4k thing, blah, blah, blah. that you plug HDMI and it's supposed to, but for the record, you don't want to see me in 4k. I'm like, it just, the the more blurry yeah. you can make me, the better. You just don't want to see a bunch of old guys. Well, I remember when I was at uh, NAB. So this was probably three years ago. And I think they had 8K. Like it was because this is, and I just remember thinking, and these were, it was like a, a news channel. So these were beautiful people. And I was like, but you could see like every detail. And I was like, Nobody is ever going to want to step in front of an 8K camera. I'm like, that's just, yeah. Craig says, I'm using Camtasia for that. I will on occasion go in, I will record in OBS, throw that into Camtasia, and then maybe zoom in on things that I need to. That's another thing. It depends on what the video is and what I'm doing, but uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's funny when I go back and look at some of these old videos where the content was, it's, it's evergreen. Yeah, but you log yeah. in and it's just wow, that looks holy cow. So, well, and it's it we're we're getting to that. Not we're not getting there. We're there. Yeah, but there's some really good choices now for cameras. And yeah, you're going to spend. You, it, cameras are probably to the point right now where you get what you pay for. A uh, ninety nine dollar webcam, pretty great. If you're buying the cheap thirty dollar ones, probably awful. And then they probably get better. Not probably, they do get better. <laughs> As you spend more money, so that if you're in the three hundred dollar range, it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty great. If you're in the eight hundred dollar range, those are going to be dynamite. the The real question is, as you're switching, yeah. So what'd you switch to? I, that's the C920. So if I yeah. now, granted, this is one of the things that used to drive me nuts. And for anybody watching this, I just turned. Right now, I'm white, even more whiter than usual. I was right. orange a minute ago. But the C920, I constantly, anytime I rebooted, I had to go in and set all my. Yep color yep. settings where on yep. the Elgato, the settings are saved in the camera, which right. I love, but it's one of those where you're like, Oh, it doesn't look bad. And then, and I could make me look a whole lot better than I look right now because I'd have to go into the settings well, and things. Tuned. Like, it's tuned it's, for your other camera. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I could flip it too. So this is the so riveting for our audio. Oh, I know friends. for the audio friends. It's, you'll, you'll need to come over. <laughs> and again, 
This is yeah. I'm using eyeglasses on the Mac to do this, but I, and I still have the 22 here because I have my studio lights on for the other camera. It, it really washes me out on the C920. So again, to your point, I could tune this right. and make it get it pretty close. But I think now is the time. God, that's that is awful. I can barely stand to look at myself. Yeah. And I remember yeah. on Saturday morning I would reboot my computer because I'm doing a live stream. I want to make sure everything's fresh right. and new. And right. then I'd fire up my camera. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, hold on. I got to fix the white balance and that whole nine yards. So yeah, Uncle Marv says, yeah, what's up, Casper? And I'm like, yeah. Casper looks yeah. at me and goes, man, you're white. I mean, it's well, like. For, for both of us, it's a white. And I've got, I've got some studio lights that are on here. And, and with, for, the, for the iPhone, the studio lights, I need them. For the C920, I don't. And so it's just, I look better without them. So it's, uh, I think it's dialing it in, make it work for you. I guess my point is, Dave, I want a dedicated camera. I don't want to be setting up a camera. Like I don't want to take right. a really nice Sony camera and make it my, and just have it sit or be reinstalling it every time I need to use my webcam for work. When I, oftentimes I take calls right away. I don't want to have to be setting up a webcam for that. So <laughs> it, it made sense. We'll, we'll give this one a test and see if it's any better. They're, they're touting big things about it. So we'll give it a try. I almost forgot what you got, but I thought, no, this is new. Let me try this one. Maybe our listeners will appreciate the us trying different things out. So well, in this week. And it sounds weird. The reason I really like this camera is there's no microphone on it. Yeah. So I never yeah. have to worry about, ah, crap, it picked up the wrong mic kind of thing. So that was. Uh, that's true. Actually, that's really, it's extra hardware you don't need. Right? It's really designed for Logitech is in the space now where they're trying to be the ultimate uh, home work from home camera. Yeah. Right. I, listen, no matter what you do, that microphone is always going to sound terrible. Always. Like it just doesn't. So yeah, unfortunately, excuse me, they're still playing in that space and promoting it. So I, I never use it. It's one of those drawbacks though, that every once in a while, something will get switched over to it. You don't yeah. know it. You've been recording it and you're the people you've been Sealed recording. Tap with, the microphone trick. Yeah. Don't tell you. Yeah. Like, couldn't you hear my audio is terrible? I didn't know. Yeah. You know. Dave wants to know, would Ecamm Live work with a Note 5? And I'm so out of hard work, I don't know what a Note 5 is. Uh, that is a Android device. Ah. Uh, that is a, that's a pretty, fairly nice Android That's a good device. question. Uh, Ecamm. And then I saw another thing in here from Sergeant Fred. He was asking about Daniel J. Lewis's. Yeah. I found Daniel J. Lewis's email programs for podcasting quite useful for new and inspiring podcasters. What do you think? Daniel J. Lewis does not make crap. That's if he ever needs a testimonial for his website, that would be it. Daniel J. Lewis does not make crap. Dash Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. And I love his. I love his plugin. I love his share and subscribe. I use my podcast reviews. And now, granted, Daniel's a good friend of mine, but I would also say if it wasn't, he's I, the only thing that makes me scratch my head, and it's just because I want more Daniel. Is if you got time to write a newsletter, why don't you have time to step behind the microphone? I'd love to have a little more. I. Are you are you calling him out? I'm calling him out. I'm very politely all right. going, all right, look. how are friends. You can do that. <laughs> so we'll see. But no, I forget how I ended up. I was on his list somehow, and I see where I've been getting uh, that. Craig says, I was uh, keying green screen this morning. My tea showed up green. Hmm. Being a bread, I don't think people would know. It's nice. Borderline, Craig. Borderline. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. might have to dig out a green screen because we'll have to see. I was. I spent the week in Pittsburgh. In the technically it was Libsyn, but it wasn't Libsyn. It was our sister uh, company that we purchased, which is Pair Networks, 
which is a WordPress hosting and all sorts of hosting over there. And they have a bigger building. And when they had a board of directors meeting, cause it's a publicly traded company. So lots of big shot, smarty pants people. And boy, I started that discussion and mm-hmm, I went to Pittsburgh. Oh, and I, I might be doing more things for their marketing department. Oh, nice. I might be a little, you know, tech support, but on occasion. So I, I suggested to them a couple of things and I was like, Ooh, I would have to lose my, my backdrop. I don't know if they want a giant school of oh. podcasting logo in any videos and I'm not switching my, I was like, I'll just get my green screen out. Cause I got one of those that's it's on the floor and you pull it up and, and it then, tightens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was that's like, probably the way to so do it. I bought that on black Friday, literally probably two years ago. It's in my closet in the box. Never even mm. taken it. Out. Really? Yeah. And yeah. it turned, How- it, it turns out it's an Elgato. And I was like, there you go. It, it fits the, fits the studio. But we had we had Ross Brand on Home Gadget Geeks this mm-hmm. week, and Ross has gone green screen, and he whatever he's doing it really well. His background looks pro, and sometimes with green screen we tend to get crit. You know, we put, we put the Eiffel Tower behind us, or <laughs> we're in a meadow with a stream, and you're like, eh, I'm not sure that's really what that's meant for. But Ross had a really nice static background. It wasn't it wasn't things moving around back there. And uh, it was implemented very well. He did a nice job. Well, and I think half of it is if you want it to look realistic, it's getting that right perspective. So sometimes people will have this thing and like, wow, that book is taller than your head because it's a bookcase. So it's, you have to still have this depth perception. And uh, cause I, and for me, I would probably just have a blank like color behind me, make it look like there were some lights or something like that, but we'll see. It'll be fun to, to watch. But every time I'm around the president of Lipson, she says, we need to use you more than we're using you in other areas. So that was basically because the whole time I'm like, why am I coming to a board of directors meeting? It was because I got to meet a bunch of, we hired, if you think about it, this last year, Lipson bought Oxbus, they bought glow.fm. What else did we buy? There was something else I thought which is escaping my brain you bought a lot. seems like. Seems yeah. Like oh, and, and uh, advertise cast. So it's the joy of getting all those to integrate. And so there was a lot of the whole team members that I don't really get to see a whole lot. So it was a lot of it was just meet and greet and go out to dinner and that whole nine yards, which is fun. Cause it's free food. So what more do you want? You know, nothing, nothing says single like free food, right? <laughs> Gary, Gary Stockton says yeah. in the chat room, he says about a big screen, a big green screen that pulls down. It's just like a projector screen, but it's green. It fitted above the window, commercial lights mounted to the ceiling. So another good way probably to, imp- if you're thinking about a green screen implementation, if you, can get a, if you can get one, just remember the farther back it is, the wider it needs to be. You've got to get that sweet spot too. When I started here in this studio area at home, Work didn't like this, didn't like my setup. They didn't like the mm. casualness of it. Right. And they didn't like the clutter. I love clutter. And it used to be a lot more cluttery. Uh, uh, the, pa- the pandemic kind of ruined that. I took a lot of, I used to have a lot of boxes and stuff in yeah. here and, and different, different things. Skis. I remember I the skis. skis. Yeah. I had, I hid those, although they're in the shed right now. <laughs> I got the running medals and stuff like that. But I get comments from people like I'll, I'll talk to folks and I'm like, oh, I like your background. I like it that way. So yeah, it's a little bit of in the eye of the beholder. Don't you think? I think a background, some people like Dave, yours might be a little too dark for some may yeah. really like the darkness of it. So you're, it's tough. I don't think whether you go virtual or real, I don't think you're ever going to convince everybody. 
that's the way. And then you find out later that you had a Mountain Dew can in the background or whatever. And, and like right now, my bookcase looks horrible because I, I grabbed a bunch of books out of it. So all my books are like leaning because it's not half as full as it used to be. Yeah. Speaking of really good audio, Dave, you might want to keep your mouth somewhere near the microphone. <laughs> Just a thought. But yeah. And it's one of those things that I think video backgrounds are probably a little bit like your website where every now and then you're just going to tweet them because, well, you haven't tweaked them in a while. What are you going to do? We do have a question here in the chat room from Andrew. Do you have to be on Apple podcast to have a successful podcast? That's a really interesting question. I don't like how unverified people can randomly leave trashy reviews. In many cases, they never listen to the show. That's the danger of any platform. Yeah, it doesn't. You could be on Google. You could be on. Can you leave comments on Google? Is Google even doing podcasting? There's such a mess over there. Here's a better question. Does anybody care about reviews? Did you hear there's uh, I was listening to Bandrew Scott and a Chinese company got banned from Apple because they were basically buying five-star reviews and they got, they would say you'd buy a product and they would send you an email. Like, hey, thanks so much for buying this product, which, you, you know, we'll send you this free product. If you just leave a five-star review for the product that you bought and it was like, and they got busted and they, I forget how there were a lot of products that got yeah. that. And I don't know. I don't think so. Back to his original question. Do you have to be on Apple podcast? No, I don't think you have to be. Now, mm. you're, listen, you're leaving a large segment, right? Let's just be really clear. Yeah. About There's 60%. Old- a large segment, but last time I checked, there's apps for iOS that aren't that that aren't beholden to Apple. So you could you could have folks do that. It, could you do it? Yes. Do you have to work harder? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You right? you just Absolutely. made it harder to consume yeah. your information. So that's where you're like get listed on podcastindex.org, drive people to newpodcastapps.com. But it's yeah. it's yeah, um, you can do it because when you're on Apple Podcasts. It's at least 10 different apps pull from the back end. So when you're on Apple Podcast, you're automatically added to Overcast, which is in the top five. So now you shot number one down and you shot number, so let's say, four down because you're not an Apple Podcast. So that's you're just going to make it harder. Alex Jones still has a podcast. You just have to manually subscribe to it. So we go back to 2005. You have to tell people, mm-hmm. hey, click on that little orange button, copy the link. Put it in. I deal that with. It's interesting when Libsyn bought Glow. There's a guy. I think his first name is Matthew Savage. He's a kind of a right wing guy, and his audience is in this in a loving manner. Old. They're straight up old. So they don't have smartphones. Old. That's how you know. And so I'm teaching them how to subscribe on Google Podcast website and in Apple iTunes if you're on a PC. And it, it, wow, this is very 2005 because you have to copy and paste this special link. Glow is made up. It's supposed to be super easy. If you have some sort of podcast app, you just log in your Glow account, click a button. and say, Oh, you're on an iPhone here. Listen to an Apple podcast. They're not on an iPhone. Yeah. So if your goal is I'm with Randy here, why would you not want to be an Apple podcast? And if the, if the thing is, I don't want, if you don't want crappy reviews, then don't start a podcast because it's just, eh. listen, if you don't want to deal with the ecosystem, you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Like you don't have to do it. Yeah, that doesn't it doesn't mean you don't it's you can't you you don't have a podcast. Well, you first of all, just the other thing we should probably throw out there: define successful. That's the other thing. Yeah, that yeah, could yeah. be that. There's plenty of platforms you can drive people to and, and still do this without having to be on Apple and Spotify being one of those. That it's it Spotify is a solid third, and in some cases it's a spot that's a solid second. And you know, it could that could be a you could do it that way if you wanted to. For yeah. Sure. 
Scott from what was that like.com. If you haven't checked out that podcast, he says it's monumentally difficult to be a successful podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's a great point. If you eliminate that factor, it's exponentially more difficult. It's, hey, can I run a successful marathon with one leg? You, you can. It's going to be a little harder. Actually, it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fair comparison. I think it's more like it's two legs, but you're adding some weight. Because that's really one leg, a one legged marathon would be really difficult. But I think it's more like adding weight. Could you do it? Yeah. Is it going to slow you down a little bit? Probably and be a little bit harder, most likely. But I don't, I don't necessarily agree with Scott's premise there. I actually think getting, let's look at it this way. I like you think Apple podcast is the discovery Mecca of podcasting. You're greatly mistaken. It's, I mean, it's not a great discovery platform, but it yeah. does make it easy to follow people and subscribe. So I'm going to yeah, use yeah, your analogy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right now. I unfortunately weigh 235 pounds. It's the heaviest I've ever weighed. So Apple represents 60% of the market. So if I increase my weight by 60%, I would weigh 376 pounds. So now how easy is it to walk around with 376 pounds versus 235? That's what you're doing. And so the question is, and it's, there's no right or wrong answer here. What's harder walking around with another 141 pounds or dealing with crappy trolls? Because the trolls are always going to be there. There's nothing. And uh, whatever you don't start a YouTube channel, because YouTube is oh, even worse. Yeah. YouTube is just troll city and people will, they but just, so. It's sort of, in Home Gadget Geeks, I have a fairly, I've got 1,400 followers over there, or subscribers, whatever, on YouTube. I don't get, and, and, and Gallup's even bigger, and I don't get, I get a little bit of it. Now, part of it is I moderate it pretty heavily, but I don't get the, and I've seen it. Trust me, I've seen it, but I don't get it as much. So I think it depends what you invite and what you ask for and what channels you land. And certainly, listen, if you're just doing this because you want to avoid bad reviews, unless you got somebody that's got something against you, just just brush off the reviews. Right? Yeah. Just be like, and sometimes negative reviews. Didn't you have a... Didn't we have a story of a person who had a negative one-star review oh, yeah. on their show? <laughs> it was they so, kind of embraced it. It right? was something like it was an LGBTQ and sometimes why uh, podcast. And I think somebody put, see, I don't want to say the slur, but it's a slur for lesbians that begins right. with a D and rhymes with mics. And uh, right. so it said stupid blank, I think was the review, if I remember right. And they yeah. took it and put it on. <laughs> t-shirts i think that was it, it was some yeah. sort of slay and they're like you know what yes we are dog on it and they made a t-shirt and their uh community they, they loved kinda, them. they kind of owned it right yeah kind of like yeah you, took you, all the sting right. right out of it yep you know last year i know uncle marv says he says i know some niche podcasts that are successful without apple but they are really geek niches that's see again that goes back to that i know uh sergeant fred says i have had some success Without a couple of my podcast shows, not an Apple podcast, and I got the right audience and I didn't get crappy reviews. So the great thing about it is you can turn it's a switch, right? I could list my show an Apple podcast. And if I start getting crappy reviews, I can go in and hide it. And then later, if I want to, I can go back and unhide it. So you, you can it doesn't have to be like delete forever. If you want to take it out, you could. Scott says, like saying you don't need a car, just walk or bike everywhere. Problem solved, but not yeah. Yeah, Scott, that's actually a really good analogy. That is. That's, that's a good one. A car versus, yeah, walking or, or biking everywhere. You can do it. Or taking the bus. 
<laughs> public transportation uh, versus your own transportation. Yeah, you can. You're going to have to think about it a little bit. Yeah. So Andrew says, thanks, Jim. Yeah, it's a tough question. It really That's is. a good question. It's a, a really good question. question. Yeah. It's also really good, Dave. What's that? You know that we've got you've got some really awesome, awesome supporters. Supporters, he but, said, but, scrambling but, behind the scenes to turn no, on his PowerPoint. I thought I'd give you <laughs> if I stretched it out a little, a little more. bit. I'd give yeah. you some. Maybe while you're doing that, you can give me a little, a little more coffee for you. Coffee. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we do have our awesome supporters. You can become an awesome supporter by going to askthepodcastcoach.com/slash/awesome. And uh, we want to thank James over at the Podcast Dog Network. That is not it. I'm sorry. Let's, oh, that's where's my buzzer? There we go. It is the dogpodcastnetwork.com. And uh, it's for dog lovers. So if you need something to listen to while you're walking your dog around the, the block or wherever you're going, or I don't know about you, but it is fall here in Ohio. I woke up this morning. We'll take a tangent in the middle of talking about James. I woke yeah. up this morning scared to death because I thought the house was on fire. And Jim, I bet you can guess what happened. A furnace came on. The furnace came on. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what is on? I'm like, I'm like, something is definitely burning. And I get up and I was like, oh, no. Instantly uh, heard the furnace. And I was like. The smell of burning dust. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So you will not get burning dust over at the Dog Podcast Network. You'll get awesome podcasts. They got short podcasts, long podcasts. Everything is there. Dogpodcastnetwork.com. And of course, our awesome $20 a month supporters, people like Michael Delaney. He's in the uh, chat room right now over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. Check him out at babymountainradio.com. Um, the Indie Drop-In Network. If you've got a true crime show or a comedy show or a scary show, go over to IndieDropIn.com. You can actually give him a few episodes and he will. he's got an audience over there that likes that stuff. So it's a great kind of built-in cross-promotion tool. Shane, who was over in England and in Germany, host of the Torpreneur podcast. If you operate a tour business or plan on starting one, this podcast is for you. So he should be back. I think next week he's coming back. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at horseradionetwork.com. If you've got a horsey, you want to go check out Glenn over at horseradionetwork.com. Tons. Even, even if you don't and you just like horses. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Or tune in for Friday. On Friday, turn into horses in the morning and listen to bad ads yeah. where they read these really bad ads from like Craigslist and stuff Good like thing. that. You know, come, you can buy Sparky the horse. He's only broken four ribs of five different people. So see if you can avoid his kick kind of stuff. Ed Sullivan, which we got to here last week over at the Sonic Cupcake. Ex producer extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. He's listen. He's really helpful. I felt like a rock star sitting on a stage having a producer. I mean. That's pretty great. If you ever get a chance as a podcaster to get in that kind of situation where someone's there making sure you sound great, it's pretty awesome. Ed, thanks for doing that last week. Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards. That's dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world since 2017. Find him at Latin Podcast Awards. Did you see uh, it's, it's tangent day on uh, where it's going to take us 20 minutes no, to get through fine. the That's good. It's all right. Did you see the thing from Danny speaking of Latin there? It's Latin heritage month mm -hmm. and Danny Pena from Gamertag radio, who I think now lives in the West coast came back to New York city because in, in times square, because of his affiliation with Twitch there, he was on a billboard in times square mm. i'm like how weird does that have to that's feel that's pretty great that was it was like that that's is a because great. of my podcast story uh max trescott up in the air at aviation news talk 
Talk.com. So if you're a pilot, check him out, aviationnewstalk.com. I don't know what's up with my mouse today. KJST Media, that is an LGBTQ plus founded company focused on helping all levels of podcasters to grow their podcast. Regardless of what you're looking for, we are here to help you. And you can find them again at kjstmedia.com. Greg over at Financial over at Financial Wellness. My brain is just, my mouth, my brain, they're not working together. Yeah, you got to remember a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, DebtShepherd.com is the website for Greg where he teaches financial wellness. And Kim over at Toastmasters101.net. If you're looking to develop your voice, reduce your editing time, and improve your content, you want Toastmasters. Check her out at Toastmasters101.net. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, again, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome or go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And there are more options there to uh, to support the show. And speaking of that, if you have ordered a autographed copy of Profit from Your Podcast, those will be going out Monday because I couldn't. Well, it's not that I couldn't find one, but I kept thinking I was going to have time to find a post office in Pittsburgh. And uh. it was like. Yeah, we're doing another working lunch. And you're like, oh, okay. So that was... Uh, never got out. Never got out. There, hey, one, oh, yeah. one more thing before go. we go. Chris sent me... Here we go. Chris sent me a couple of weeks ago some, oh, some yeah. coffee from Island Coffee out of Richardson, Texas. And you can order from them. This is a green room, a, co- a green room blend. Really delicious. So much so that my wife continues to shark coffee that I make <laughs> in the mornings. Even before the show, she knows I need a full, I need a full pot. And... Yeah. She steals some. She stole some this morning. Chris, thanks for sending that over. If you're interested in really good, sustainable, delicious coffee, check out Island. It's E-I-L-A-N-D.com. Check them out, Chris. Thanks for sending. And if you want to send me coffee uh, to try on the show, you can do that as well. You can send me an email, Jim at the average guy TV, and we can get that arranged. There we go. Rich has another great question from the chat room. What do you think is the best podcast discovery platform? And my answer is... It's a it's a network, and that network is called Your Friends. In fact, that's actually the question of the month right now. If you want to squeak in, I haven't started working on it yet. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash question, and it is what is the last thing you referred someone to and why? Yeah. And so one of my answers is my brother's like, what should I stream on Netflix? And I said, have you seen Breaking Bad yet? And he went, no. And I went, What? What? You haven't seen Breaking Bad? And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of what I'm talking. And then why did I recommend Breaking Bad? Because it's a really good show. Well, why is it a really good show? So we're kind of looking at, you know, what did you refer? Now, they're really, this, this is the, the hidden aspect of this is I also get to understand what my audience is listening to for partnership problems. Oh, so so I can see who you're, you're listening to and go, hey, my audience mentioned you. So that's also what's going on. But I also want to see what inspires people to share stuff. So that would be mine because it's really like Apple Podcasts has a horrendous Spotify, horrendous in terms of just finding the show, let alone recommending it to it. Now, Apple iTunes has a cool thing where it's like, if you like this, you might like this, but that's only on PCs on a desktop. I'm not sure if Apple Podcasts does that. I know there's Good Pods is a an app. The problem is, to use good pods, you have to, and I know this sounds stupid, use good pods. And I am married for life to uh, Overcast until something really, really good comes mm-hmm. along. It's mm-hmm. But usually Edison, not Edison, Jacobs Media in 2019 did a study and 75% of new podcasts were discovered via word of mouth. Yeah, that's your best platform for sure. Yeah. Hands down. Like, I, I don't think there's even a close second. 
yeah. that. It's, now, Scott from What Was That Like has found some really good partners to where they will swap promos or even episodes. Like, because Scott does that show, What Was That Like? Where you might imagine he asked people, hey, what was that like when, you know, the bear ate your face off, which is an actual episode. And it's so he found other people that are do similar shows that sometimes are kind of true crimey stuff that it's in that same like kind of spooky, but really good stories. And so he's partnered with them and a couple other things like that. So that's that's another one. If you can find another podcast, even to just we used to trade promos back in the day. You know, 2005, 2006, that was, everybody had a third. You'd had a link to your promo on your front page. Mm-hmm. And somebody would be like, hey, I played your promo. And it's like, oh, you're a skiing show. Sure, I'll play that in my podcast show. We didn't care. We're just, yeah. there weren't that many. So, you know, somebody asked a question about the comments in Apple Podcasts. Can you hide them? No, that's the fun thing. And yeah. there, you know, um, boy, this is a clean show, so I won't say. But there, there are idiots and then there are blatant idiots is what my brother used to say. And there are just some people that are just mean and nasty. And, or if we wanted to put on our psychiatrist hat, hurt people, hurt people. So, <laughs> you know, there are just some people, you know, recreate recreational Thanks. outrage, man. That's their Thanks, thing. Dr. Phil. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> hurt people, hurt people. And that's I, why the pickle in the cow can't go into the pig in the mud. And you're like, what? What did he just say? What are you saying, Dr. Phil? Yeah. Are you even a doctor? If you're um, on a first date, don't give her a wet willy. So, you know, <laughs> a wet willy, by the way, isn't as dirty as it sounds. You you lick your finger and stick it in somebody's ear. Well, that does sound dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll, let that, I'll let that one go. Yeah, there we go. Meanwhile, okay. Next topic. Um, speaking of Danny Pena, so hold your thought there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Pena and Glenn the Geek in, in the chat room here, Mark says, as far as, and I think he's right. They they weren't really, I I know, I don't know if Glenn was in Apple Podcasts. I know he didn't care about it. Like he didn't know there was a new and noteworthy. So anyway, you were going to say something. Go. Any recommendations on the best method to clean up phone interview audio, mouth noises, breathing, mm. and like guest sound. I like the guests sound quiet except for their answers. Well, I mean, certainly, it. I think in Audacity, in both Hindenburg and all, in all those DAWs, right, you have the ability to, to identify a piece of audio that you want removed. Yeah. Then you can put that in there and filter the rest out of it. The problem is, is it takes it out of all the audio. And this is why you get this, this sound, this underwater sound yeah. then for when they are talking. Because if you remove certain frequencies from their voice, then... You know, if, if their voice has the same frequency as the noise, you're going to remove a lot of depth out of their voice. So you have to be really, really careful. I think my recommendation, Dave, is run it through Auphonic first and see what Auphonic does to it. Because those guys are freaking geniuses, right, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Run it through there and see what it does. You might just have to go back and do some old school editing where you're literally just cutting out the parts where they're talking and silencing you can, by the way, you can do this in, in those apps as well. You can silence. Every, it's a lot of work, Dave. Like it's a lot of work to do that, but yeah. you can. The plugin I use on occasion is I forget who, I, I think it's Waze is called NS one. Let me see if I can pull this Waze. Yeah. Waze NS one. And what's cool about it is you just turn it up. And it basically, it's a noise gate and it, it tends to remove stuff. So that's a way to quiet people when they're not talking. The other thing I do with a phone call is I will go into my equalizer and pull down the mids 
because with a phone, that's what's being accented. Hello, we're on the phone. So I actually go in and turn those up. There's the problem is there's not a like you can say, oh, I want to make it more clear, and you try to boost your treble, but there's nothing there to boost. It's just been cut out. So all you're doing is going. You're just like, oh, if I turn this up. So the problem, and this is why I always tell people, a phone call is going to sound like a phone call. And that's why, for me at least, unless it's somebody's putting a gun to my head and it's a big shot, smotty pants person, that the only way I can talk to them is on the phone. Okay. And I, I can deal with that. But it's it's tough. It really is. You know, if you've got the the budget and some time to go through the learning curve, there's RX-8, I think now that has a really cool noise reduction. I have it because I do audio editing as well. Not as much as I used to, but that's pretty handy. They have a great deverb option, but as Jim was saying, it's all, it's like icing, you know, a little icing is great. A ton of icing and you ruin the cake. And so it's, it's, you, you, you have, you know, reduced by five and it reduces some of the noise, but not all of the noise reduced by six and everybody's underwater. And you're like, so you're, there is a time with, with a phone, you're kind of polishing a turd. You're like, well, I can get it to yeah. look a little better, but it's going to, and that's where I think it's okay if you're on a mic and your guest is on a phone, but in the days of blog talk radio, when you were on a phone and they were on a phone for me, that was, I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. There are four other million podcasts to listen to. The the only the only difference I would say on like on that sound mm. is sometimes that phone sound is easier to hear in your car. Now mm. we're we're getting farther and farther away from that because cars are you know they're like mini studios now they're so they're so well insulated they're so well sound designed I mean they've really done a lot in vehicles to to make the sound great and and a lot of sound systems didn't used to be this way you know ten ten years ago fifteen years ago in cars were. I think every car now comes with a fairly premium sound system as opposed to you had to buy that. You used to have to, that was an add on, right? You get, you'd get crappy audio. Well, that phone sound cuts through the road noise better than bassier because it's higher. It's higher on the frequency spectrum and the, the road noise is lower on the frequency spectrum. It's lower, it's lower tones. So you could hear it better in those higher tones. You could hear better in the car. In some cases, in a bad car, you can hear AM better than you hear FM because AM is that higher frequency, right? So now you don't. Do you want to make your podcast sound like that? <laughs> Just, no, you. no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> but don't be as afraid of it. I, I think to your point, if you have a, if you're fine and your guest is sounding that way, don't don't be as afraid of it because I think mentally we we we're okay. Listeners are okay with the guest sounding poor. Yeah. As long as it's reasonable. Yeah. As long as it's reasonable. Yeah. You can't, you listen, you can't be a host sounding like crap. And, and you just kind of alluded to this. Yeah. You can't be a host sounding like crap. You need to sound good for your listeners. Yeah. Guests, guests can get away with it. Well, and the other thing is it has to be listenable when your how you sound distracts from what you're saying. That's, that's a problem. It gets kind of sticky and people are like, why does it sound like they're, you know, is there a dolphin going to swim by? It sounds like they're underwater and it's just like, eh, you know, and then it's one of those things, too, that once you hear that, you kind of can't unhear it. it right. It's like it's kind of sticky. Um, well, in, in Gary's case, he maybe even would want to apply just a software gate. Like, OK, look at the look at the the silence. And I think you can do this in all of them, too, in Audacity for sure. Say anything below this frequency, if you identify that they're just gated, 
and then it'll let it through when the frequency or when the volumes are higher and it'll gate it when the when it's lower. I'm pretty sure I think I'm pretty sure you can do that via software, right? After the fact in post, you can run a gate yes. on audio. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be another way to do it quickly, not have to go in and identify each one of those gaps and silence them. Again, you're you, when you're using software, if that if the if the frequency goes above the gate, it's going to show up. So you still you still want to check it. But it would save you a bunch of time from having to go through and silence all those gaps in Gary's case where he was getting noise. Look at me adding things on the fly. Um, This is, I just talked about Danny Pena. This is an audio from Danny Pena in Times Square, New York City. So I'm trying to isolate Danny's vocal and you'll hear where the background noise is a little weird. 20 years ago, I was here for the launch of Xbox and because of that, I created my podcast, Gamer Tech Radio. I was very inspired with everything that happened at that time. Yeah. 20 years later, I'm on the billboard because of the podcast. So I finally went, you know what? That's not usable. Like, I can it's hear him. the wash. You yeah. can hear the wash. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, I was like, ah. So I might have him come on the show, or maybe I'll just do what I just did and talk about it. But If the, short, if the clip is that short, Dave, it's not that bad. Right. I mean, you, you could probably, and that's, that's post. What did pre sound like? Horrendous traffic going by behind. Yeah. And that was the first thing I did was I ripped out all the bass. I was like, let's, let's try to focus on just the the spectrum of the, yeah. Yeah. So Fred says Steve Stewart's webinar on using audacity shows how to do cleanup effects for, yeah, it's, I I've played with audacity's noise removal tool. There are better ones out there, but it is free. So it is, you know, it's, if it's not too, Noisy, you can do some pretty cool things with that. There are a lot of tools in Audacity that you can make things do it. Covert Nerd says, Jim, hit it. If you have two tracks, slicing out the only true way to, is to clean it up. Yeah. So if you have two tracks, meaning one's you and one's your, your guest. So, yeah, it's it's that's where the having two tracks, whether it's on a roadcaster or, you know, squadcast or whatever, that's where it really comes in handy. Uh, for that so it can and then if speaking of rx mark says it's a free upgrade to rx9 when you purchase r8 rx8 currently which is not cheap that is a not cheap software but it gets a little you know depending again this is one of those where like do i need rx9 to be a podcaster no but if you're doing audio editing you can save a lot of time by having the right tools that you know you don't have to kind of pull out the scalpel to do some cleaning and things like that so yeah, let's see what else. The chat room's going crazy this morning. Yeah, they're uh, doing it. They're doing a really nice job. Like, it's just a good, active. I mean, it's this is a good, healthy, yes. active chat room this uh, morning. Thanks, he's guys. back, Daniel J. Lewis. You missed my testimonial earlier. Fred was asking about your emails, and I said Daniel J. Lewis. He doesn't make crap. So if you ever need that for like a testimonial page, just you know, he doesn't make crap. Dash Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. So. um Glad to have you here. I did have a question. I don't think I asked this last week. And and I'm I'm doing some as I'm redoing things for the school of podcasting. What do you use or do you use? Maybe is even a better question to capture ideas slash organize your podcast content. Do you use anything, Jim? I, I'm basically just a, a Google Sheet. Uh, or or Google Docs, you know, a sheet. I've got a spreadsheet that's got every show since 100 listed out. Who's the guest? What we're talking about? Appropriate links? Some of those kinds of things. 
but I don't, I don't spend a lot of time organizing home gadget geeks that way uh, for Gallup, a completely different story. So, you know, we have one of those to get it set, but then we have systems internally that we use. Not, we don't get super fancy with it, to be honest, but when you have three or four people touching the the podcast during its production cycle, you do fancy need some it, coordination. Uh, but when you have one of three the things or four I've found people touching the best is just old school talking face to face. I have a production meeting every week. We get together on video, go through the list of things that we're working on, where are we at in progress, those kinds of things. Serves two purposes. One, uh, we actually get things done that way. And then two, we actually get to see each other that way. And so we would have done this virtually had we been even in person. COVID kind of made that a thing where, okay, well, we'll do it virtually now. I can't, I can't overestimate, underestimate the power of meeting in person. Like you went to Pittsburgh this week. Yeah. Very different week for you in person than it would have been. Right. And so in this case, I think uh, I like having a production meeting once a week just to update everybody. Hey, we're doing this. We're doing that. Here's what's coming ahead kind of deal. That's my best production tool is just face-to-face conversation. Cause I see Gabrielle says, uh, I use Airtable. Diane's a Trello girl. Rich will come back to your question about Riverside in a second. I just heard about this one, ClickUp. It's like Asana. And because what I was thinking about is right now in the School of Podcasting, I have little baby courses on Evernote, Trello, and OneNote. And I think what I'm going to do is do a course with a deeper dive into Evernote because what I'm also finding is if you have a tool, you probably had that tool before you joined the School of Podcasting. Like people have already been organizing their stuff and they're not going to switch. So it's like, okay, if you don't have one, here's the one I use and go that route. So I was just asking, cause I, it's one of those where I'm like, yeah. well, you know, maybe I should make a, if, if everybody said, oh, I use notion and notion is a little bit like Airtable, It's a little more powerful, but there's a little more of a learning curve. So, you know, and we, then we, we tried organizing one time our workflow in SharePoint. So that was a, uh, you know, we had, we had a SharePoint uh, site at Gallup. You know, we, we use them internally. And uh, so I had a SharePoint site and that allows you to bring in spreadsheets. And I had different, you know, all, all the files associated with one place. I kind of found it was, it was almost too much. Like you can organize something too much and then you spend more time talking about the organization than you actually spend talking about the work or doing the work. You know, you're organizing for four hours to do 30 minutes worth of work. That worked for George Washington when he was sharpening his axe. That doesn't necessarily work in production process. <laughs> so, you know, you, 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 you don't want to be, I think sometimes we just go a little over the top on this organization stuff. At the end of the day, like, let's get enough to keep people busy. And then, and then, and then let's, let's move forward. It's like trying, sometimes we, we spend too much time trying to hedge, like we're trying to solve solve problems before they exist. exist. Yeah. And you're like, well, I can't do that because it's not scalable in the future. And you're like, well, is it scalable right now? Because you may be able to do it for a long time before it be it, it's not scalable anymore. Then, you know, yeah, be thinking about a solution, but then solve the problem when it actually gets here. Don't, you know, don't cut yourself out of it before it happens. Yeah, Craig, this is another good one. I record a quick audio file on my iPhone and filter the bad ideas out once a week. I like that one. I've never heard of this one. Gary says, I use Rike, W-R-I-K-E. It's pretty good. You can set up blueprints for episodes 
You can also now in Captivate and Libsyn do these things called snippets. So if it's anything you type, like I made a snippet that has links like, hey, if you'd like to subscribe slash follow the show, here's the link in Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. And I can just add that into each episode now by clicking on snippets in Libsyn 5, by the way, not Libsyn 4, and just click that button and it adds it to my description. So that's a way to kind of do like little baby templates or at least little sections. So I have one for Mark for you know podcast branding. I have one for the Dog Podcast Network and I have one for Dave over at Why Can I Never Remember the Name of His Podcast about if it's true, the Based on a True Story podcast. I have those all set up. And Dan, Dan did I, when I say Dave? Yeah, you said Dave. Yeah, Dan. That's all right. It's, it's a D. Yeah, Lots it, of Dave it's around. a D. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's another way you can do that. I was just curious, like I said. Let's go back to Rich had a question about Riverside.fm. And yeah, the biggest issue we had was the live broadcasting. Now, Riverside is one of those programs that if you were an early adopter, you had a better chance, which is, isn't that the case with every company. You had a little better chance of having a bad experience. I had a bad experience with Riverside when it first launched. Not really fair to judge them on that. And then it's also kind of not fair to judge them on their live streaming thing, even though they have it on their front page, like, hey, we do this live streaming thing. That's really not their, it's like if they were in college, that's their minor, not their major. And so I know some people that I totally trust. I mean, James Cridlin uses it on Podland. Matthew Passy has had great uh, experiences with Riverside.fm. I just have not. Now, for the record, I don't care if it's Riverside or Squadcast or Zencaster or Zoom or CleanFeed or I think I got them all. Have a hardware going in the background, hence the PodTrack P4. I don't care who I'm using. I got one of these going in the background or in this, my case, I've always got a hardware going because no matter what it is, the more important the guest the better the chance that your audio is going to be eaten and just be ready to do the call of shame. So it's a lot of fun because I think they all eventually, it's just, it's a case of, yeah, yeah, it happens. That's basically it. Well put. And I can't, it it just does. You're going to, I haven't had one question say this. I'm just not going to say it because it'll, (laughs) I was going to say I haven't had one in a long time. Ah, There you go. Yeah. You you ruined it. Now you're going to be, yeah. Great. Thanks, Jim. I'll get done. Sorry. You're... Did you hit record on this one? <laughs> I actually did. It's shocking. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, so it would, be just our, it would be just our luck, right? Yeah. And in, if you're getting, if this is like your first interview, make sure your first interview is with somebody that it doesn't count. So this is why we say interview your kids, your spouse, your cousin, your uncle, your friend down the street, whoever it is, you don't want to be doing the first one for a real interview. I know when I played with Riverside, the live version, I did a webinar with myself where I was, I invited myself in and I saw they were there. So I was playing with it, but I never saw it. I never took the time to really look from the, the audience point of view. I was just making sure I understood the back end, assuming that the, that, you know, the audience view would be fine, not knowing that it was going to pixelate the crap out of us and make look horrible so uh, it was a pretty awful experience i mean not their fault we we could have done some things if we were using that on a more regular basis we probably would dave we do it a little bit differently right yeah 
but just inherently the video is not very good and they do that on purpose, right? So, you know, you're not getting this kind of quality, by the way, has my video and audio quality been okay during the show or has there been moments where it's locking up? Yes. Or, you're occasionally locking up. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give my internet service provider uh, a call because it's seems like the bandwidth drops down to nothing and then comes drops down to nothing and comes back. So I'm going to, I saw this on Thursday night, you know, you've got a little up in the corner on StreamYard here. Yeah. You have a little thing. Did it do that while I was? Yes. As was, you were saying yeah, that you said it's got it cut. It, yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, it's doing that. So, which uh, is, <laughs> so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to work with them. I have the full service plan. So I'm going to call him and just say, you, you need to send somebody out. This isn't, this isn't working right for me. So, well, and I, I do need to eliminate, there's a couple things I need to eliminate. I need to eliminate the Mac. I need to eliminate some other some other things on here to make sure it's just not hardware. Yeah. Daniel says it might be time to upgrade your hardware. It's all been upgraded. It's all been upgraded and it was working fine until two weeks ago. So yeah, and maybe so I could be, it could be, I mean, I do have a new ish router that could be doing it. So I got some testing to do, but we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. You never know. But as we start to walk out the door here, Rich is mentioning here that some of the workflow obsessions remind me of the pre pre meeting for the pre-meeting for the meeting. Yes, I, I once worked for a company where I had to document like if I breathed and it was like, what did you do today? I documented the fact that I'm documenting my documentation so you can see that I really didn't do anything besides document the fact that I'm documenting my documentation. It was <laughs> crazy. I uh, That's when I learned really quick that I do, I'm not a, I do not work well under micromanagement. So, but Jim, what's coming up on the average guy.tv? I mentioned it, but Ross Brand joined us and we talked about his book, you know, 100 live streaming predictions mm-hmm. that, that he put together from a, creating a book from self-publishing. We talked about it from that standpoint. And so Ross uh, came on to do that. In the post show, I'll talk, I've got some big warnings about Windows 11. So if you're not, a, if you're, if you're on, if you're not a Patreon, if you're not getting the post show stuff, you might want to listen, but you can catch Ross's episode out at the average guy.tv. Nice. On the School of Podcasting, we'll be playing your answers. If you haven't done that, do it now. Uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Uh, so I'll be playing those as well as somewhere in the future, I'm going to talk about how to come back when you took a break. I think that's a topic that I heard a really bad example. And I was like, oh, we need to talk about that. So that'll be coming up on the School of Podcasting. So thanks again to Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Thanks to James at the Dog Podcast Network, and thanks to Dan, Dick, Steve, something that was, no, it's Dan, over on uh, Based on a True Story Podcast.com. Thanks to all of our awesome supporters, and stick around for some post show. And we're going to talk about Windows 11, which means Jim is going to nerd out. Yeah.